Hi everyone, welcome to Solus. I have a really exciting episode for you today and it's currently a quarter past 10 at night, but in Canada it is quarter past five, am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's five uh, fifteen. <laughs> yeah, and I have a really exciting guest today. We have Rachel on the podcast to talk about her experience with seeking asylum. Um, so hello Rachel, how are you? Hi guys, my name is Rachel. <laughs> um, so I asked this question at the start of every podcast, but could you tell us three fun facts about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Rachel. So um, I, my three fun, three fun facts about myself, it's like I love dancing. So I dance a lot, like every time I hear a song I start dancing, it's really, it's really a funny thing about me. Second thing about me is I love a lot. I I am always smiling. Some people find that weird, but like I find that weird too. But like I keep smiling. <laughs> so it's a really funny thing. And I love singing. And I'm every I'm always singing every time. And sometimes my voice is not great. So <laughs> no, I was saying earlier. I'm sure you're so good. No, I'm not good. I'm really not good. No, you shouldn't put yourself down. <laughs> like, my brother is always like, stop. Okay, seriously, my ears hurt. That's a brother thing, though. He doesn't want to know. What does he know? <laughs> yeah, we just leave him, leave him like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I always ask this question as well, because the name of the podcast is Solus, and that means light in Irish. So what is something that has brought light into your life during COVID-19? So the thing that brought light, light in my life is is realizing how like the good things around me, appreciating appreciating like the good things, like now like I realize around me like people, uh, my friends are all alone at home, and it's not it's not fun. And sometimes I realize like I'm really lucky to have a family of five people. I have two brothers and two sisters and my mom. So like we are five, six here, and it's not it's not boring. We just make fun of ourselves, and uh, and it's really funny. Like we spend time together. Like uh, you realize how much you love your family. Yeah. yeah, I I always say that. It just it's definitely made me a lot more thankful because you see the same stuff every single day. Like you see your your family and your same house and things like that all the time, and it just makes you so thankful that you're here and not you know in a worse position definitely. yeah like people got in depression and stuff in the covid and like realizing like you have your family around you like you're happy like you don't have no big problems you're not sick that much like you didn't have the covid and stuff like you just be thankful for your for what you've got definitely no I love that I love that positive attitude we should all listen to that and have that attitude um so on to today's topic which is seeking asylum and this is a pretty serious topic um and we probably talk about it a bit too lightheartedly but that's it's not a bad thing I think we should we should um not be so serious that it's hard to listen to because you've been there you've had that experience and you've come out the other side which I think is really great um yeah you just but, make it, like man you just 
smile and look at uh, behind and see like you've got you've got through all of that and that's just that you know like you just can't just keep being sad about those stuff and like you just look in front and be like I'm in a good place I was in a bad place then but like it happened it's the experience of life everybody has that yeah definitely definitely um so you're from Burundi and what what country is that in Africa (laughs) it's in the East Africa it's like a really really tiny country like really tiny I don't know if people know it's Congo if people know it's Rwanda it's like just beside that it's tiny tiny country like people people there they there is not much people it's really tiny on the car on the on the map but like tiny tiny like really tiny (laughs) it's a beautiful country beautiful mountains and stuff I really miss my country though (laughs) oh what was life like there like sort of what things did young people do what was school like home life you know the weather just things like day-to-day life sort of things yeah uh, in Burundi it's really hard really hard and uh, I can see stuff that I did because like I like I lived in school uh, you told me it's uh, boarding school boarding school yeah we were, I was practicing my French earlier I was like locked to the net is that yeah. fair <laughs> yeah that's that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I lived at school and I studied at school. I studied at school. And uh, yeah, like I, I lived there. But the cool thing, you stay with your friends and like you live there. But like uh, sometimes your family, you miss your family, you miss your parents, you miss your, your brothers and sisters. But uh, besides that, there is a, it's really cool. Like you, you know how to go about by yourself like being being like in a place where you don't know much people but you like you start like learning how to live by yourself and uh, you don't have to depend on your parents you don't have to depend on on your brothers and sisters you just you're just there all alone and you just have to know how to take care of yourself all alone yeah yeah that's i think that's definitely like a a life skill that we take for granted like we don't really have so much like a lot of people don't have the life skill of having to look after themselves from a young age and I think it's the thing that I wish I had yeah I was 13 and I had to go like in a place there are grown people there and the people of my age though like you you just you just hurt like you like at first I was so scared when I got there I was scared and I was like yo how is it gonna gonna be because you I don't know like I don't know nobody I didn't know anybody and I had to stay there all alone my parents just left me there and they are gone I was like scared as hell but like yeah and uh, yeah, but like I got used to it because I'm really so. I, I was really somebody who's really like who talks to everybody, who's really like funny person who talks talk, talks every time. So yeah, I got along with people, and it was really fun, a fun experience to be there. Two years I stayed there. What yeah. did sort of like young people do for fun in Burundi, and like sort of because I think big things here, sports are a big thing, and. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I was gonna say like video games, like social media. 
What's well, what are some fun things in Burundi? So uh, I can't say like I did fun things because I stayed at school and I was at home like just a short period of the, like two weeks, like the, like two weeks for like Easter, two weeks for like uh, for like Christmas and stuff, and like the two months at the end. And that's just the period I was I was at home. But the rest of the period I was I was at school and I didn't have my phone. We, we couldn't have our phones. So we stayed there. And uh, yeah, actually you just uh, here I just realized like how did I live like two years with no phone? I was like realizing I was like, whoa, how did I do that? Yeah, yeah. Besides that, yeah, it's yeah, you just spend time with your friends. You spend time with people like you have to talk you just can't stay on your phone now like you have to yeah talk. it's not i don't think it's a bad thing i think definitely putting our phones away and having interaction yeah. is a very very good thing yeah sometimes i realize i'm like yeah it was a really good thing like you have to concentrate on your studies and uh just really like have a social circle have like a real communication now now everybody's on, on online and doing things online but like yeah we just realized it's it was crazy yeah i'm like whoa I'm time i think i checked today and it was like five hours or something like yeah, really bad. <laughs> yeah i know and now i can't i can't even like spend like two hours without my phone i'm always like no i have to have my phone <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah it's really i'm like how did i do that but like when i look back and i see i'm like it was really fun like you have to spend time like the 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 fridays we had like this dance moment or a cinema moment the saturdays and yeah it was really fun you just like spend time with your friends you sleep with your friends you 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 stay with your friends it's a it's a whole thing but there are, the thing is they were so much rules like you couldn't have your phones you couldn't like stay out like like after after some hours you just have to go to sleep and stuff so yeah you just learn how to live a life by rules very much yeah yeah definitely um so i wanted to get into sort of why you had to leave the country because obviously we're talking about how much you loved it there and things like that but then yeah. then you obviously had to leave and people have been wondering you know why, why she loved it there so much but yeah. why did you have to leave and how, how did you feel when you find out that you did so at first people everybody every time is like they are like um the the people are like yeah you have to leave because of the war because of everything but yeah, there was war. People like fought, and the the president didn't want to leave the, the the power. He wanted like to be the president like for life. And people were like mad. They were like, you know, you have to leave. And they were in the streets fighting for it. And the the guy was like trying to kill them because they don't want him to stay. And yeah, it's not it's not good. It wasn't that good, but like. I left in 2017, it was more calm. The guy stayed, but he didn't start, like he stopped killing people, people were like tired because 
they couldn't do anything because it started like 2015, 2016, and that's that, that, how that's how they were like, we can't do anything. We're just gonna wait for him to leave, and he died 2020. How did you feel when you had when you found out that you had to leave the country? Yeah, so like I left in 2017. Like I wasn't that it wasn't that big of a deal. So it was I wasn't that sad because there was there was no war anymore. I just my mom wanted her to go and find more opportunities of life and being the best schools, being the, the best places. Yeah, and there, that's the reason why she, she wanted us to go to come here. And at first I was really happy because I wanted to change, you know, like when you stay somewhere like for so long, you just want to go somewhere else. And Canada, it's okay. It's kind of like a big of deal. Like people, like who knows, like I'm in Canada and stuff. You're like, oh, that's really cool and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of like, a, uh, I was really happy. But when I got here, I just missed my country. I couldn't, I wasn't, I wasn't that happy. I was like, yeah. No, not anymore. I just want to go back home. <laughs> but I couldn't, so I stayed. But I got used to the country, and I'm happy now. Yeah. yeah, like you had to, even though you missed your old life, you had to build a new life. And it was sort of like if you left this life, you'd miss it. It's it's like mixed emotions. You didn't know what to feel. I know. It's so mixed up. Like, in me, I was, like, really happy. I want to meet new people and stuff. And I got here, and I was like, nah, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I miss my friends and stuff. Yeah, but it, I, and I got used. My mom was like, no, you can't go back. You just have to stay here. <laughs> so I stayed here. And that's, yeah. And I got used and I got new friends. Now I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, could you tell me a bit about the journey? Because I'm going to be honest here. I thought that you traveled in like a boat. Like I thought that you, all your whole family were like rowing across the ocean. Like I had the wrong image in my head. So could you tell me what it was actually like? Because it's very different to what I thought originally. <laughs> no, like there was no roaring and stuff. There's nothing. It's an airplane. Like everybody, we took an airplane and we went to the, like to, we stopped in, um, in the United States and we just took a cab, a, a car, a cab. And we came here in the car, like they left us on the border of Canada. And yeah, the hardest part was like the, that period after we, we were left at the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the border. And we kept, like we, we, we went like from there, they changed us places. Like they, we spent like two weeks changing places. They moved us from here to there. Like there were no there were no shower, we couldn't shower, but we ate. Like they gave us food very much. Like here they give too much food. I was like, like every time, like any hour, there is a car who's coming with food. I was like, how come? Like okay. Because uh, because in Burundi, you just eat three times a day, and that's just uh, that's just that, you know. But like that, they came like every hour a car was coming with food. I was like, okay, come on. Like I ate an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But besides that, it wasn't that comfortable because we didn't have like beds and stuff. 
so we we were like it was we were like sleeping on the on the floor and it, it wasn't that comfortable we didn't shower they moved us like in places like three times in two weeks like changing us everything it was fun yeah. yeah and like you were talking um before the we started recording about how it was like a big a big warehouse like there were other families yeah. there you were all packed in Could yeah because about that experience yeah it was in summer so it was in summer so people were were like there were too much people want wanted to get like to get in the country like in that period it's not that cold because so people like were like let's get in there like now and we'll get used to the weather like, because here it's really cold like really cold so cold so so cold like mm-mm. anyways so yeah we we were we, we were here and yeah, there were too much people. That's why we had to go in, in a sort of warehouse. And there were a big uh, fan who made like the the, um, the the air. Yeah. And it was really cold, really cold. And the first night I couldn't sleep. I just, we just kept going and we went to speak to the guards and uh, we were talking all night because we couldn't sleep. And, yeah, we stayed uh, like a week there. Like with the time they gave us, like they they changed place, they changed uh, they changed us place, and it was more comfortable. Even though we were sleeping on the floor, we had like um, a thing. Like it's not a mattress, but like, like I could sleep, so that that was good. I could sleep, and yeah, a week there, and they changed place to put us in a kind of a hotel. That, that was that's when they got it started getting better because we, we were we had like a room and we could sleep well like we could shower well and um, it's not it wasn't a big uh, a big a big hotel no it was really small hotel but we could eat ice cream eat like uh, good 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 food like croissant and stuff in the morning so that was good yeah yeah it sounds like I mean, I definitely would have been scared. I would have been scared being in this big place with all these strangers. Yeah, and they don't speak the same language as you. So every time you hear people screaming with the same language, because there were too much people, too much Haitian. So they they spoke the same language. And we were like, are we the only people who don't understand the language? Because everybody was talking to each other. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, but like yeah, it was okay because actually they were they were nice. So yeah, that's the thing. They were they were nice. They helped us, but we couldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, and that must have been confusing. And I can't imagine because I'm learning French at the moment at school, and yeah. I'm not good at it. I mean, like I'm yeah, no, I don't understand. <laughs> like I I was talking to you a little bit in French, but like two words let's be honest well, actually, you have a really good accent like oh, <laughs> english they don't have that accent so when you spoke i was like whoa that's a really good accent yeah well thank you that's that's encouraging that's encouraging because i'm doing i'm doing tests and that's encouraging for my french test 